Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Started Up Podcast, Friday edition, also known as the Crucial Conversations. My name is Don Wetrick. Jamal Crook. So today, Jamal, you heard my podcast on last Monday. I have never gotten back so much feedback, and I even had some people nudge me and say, all right, this this will be interesting for Jamal and you. I, you heard it. I made a podcast about empty platitudes mm-hmm. or, you know, ha, or as I put, you know, ha, have some conferences jump the shark and, and to set it back up, you guys didn't hear this episode. Basically, uh, I had a very short, short, short form asking a question. I got feedback. Oh my gosh, did I get feedback on a, is it, is it best that conferences are a place to go learn or is it a place to be entertained? And of course, a lot of people said, well, shouldn't it be both? But some people were very, very adamant of, yep, conferences are about just rephrasing old Whitney Houston lyrics. And I, and I, I meant that sarcastically. I kind of set that up in the podcast. Or number two of like, no, educators need a break. It's okay to be entertained. Those, you know, Whitney Houston, I believe the children are future moments, revive and, and lift up your soul, so to speak. So when I revisit that, Jamal, you've and you've been to some conferences. Have have you seen this as a problem? Or do you see this as good edutainment? I will say this. A lot of the time conferences are set up to entertain us. Um, I saw a conference not too long ago, and I won't mention the conference. It's a very respectable conference, very good conference. But I saw Ashton Kutcher headlining the conference. I'm sure he has something valuable to add to education as a whole. However, if I'm going to see Ashton Kutcher talk about anything, it's going to be for entertainment. Um, Personally, I I think that when it comes to um, our vocation, there should be a mindset and a diligence to get better. However, there's nothing new under the sun. So like you said, initially, we do repeat a lot of the same things because really good teaching is good teaching, right? Um, You can only say something about, or you can only tell someone how to be a good teacher so many different ways before you run out of ways to talk about good teaching, right? We talk about building up the kids. We talk about um, the relationships um, with students. We talk about, you know, content content and pedagogy. We talk about all of those things, but when it comes to our conferences, it should be designed to really build us up. I think the the key thing from the conferences has to come from a place of experience. I think the key thing when I hear you speak or other people speak who have the same kind of perspective, I like to hear how it sucked for you. I love how you say it sucked my first two years. Yeah. And then it got good. Why? Because your your ineffectiveness and you overcoming your ineffectiveness gives me a pathway 
as opposed to just a hoorah message. It lets me know that it's going to take time. It's not going to be perfect. And I can, I can also overcome your, your testimony, so to speak, encourages me. So I'm, I'm not on the one side or the other. It's just my perception mm-hmm. on, on the matter really speaks to, am I going to be encouraged when I go? Mm-hmm. Right. And not just entertain, but I want to know that you overcame something and I want to know how you overcame that because I may be at the same point in my career and I want to be able to overcome that. So I need a pathway as opposed to maybe you just giving me a hoorah and telling me that I can do it. Yeah. But I also need that too. Yeah, let, let, let me let me go back then a couple steps. One, it's funny. I had a couple people comment <laughs> that uh, there was a, a conference and people that go back four years or so know exactly what I'm talking about. But they, let's just say this, they had a well-known country music singer speak at, as the keynote for an education conference. And there were some that considered it not good. <laughs> That's he didn't sing or she didn't sing? No, she didn't sing. She just had some, she had some opinions. But that being said, some people are like, if I wanted to hear this country music singer, I would have gone to Nashville. That being said, so I wanted to get that out. But number two, like one of the things I'd said in the podcast is like, I, I went to a, like, it was actually this one, I'll say it. It was South by Southwest EDU. And um, there was a lot of this is the latest app and that is the latest app. And it's a, it was a really hooray for technology conference. And that's cool in some cases. I dig that. But mm-hmm. on this particular day, I was like giddy excited that the um, one of the head honchos at Carnegie Mellon's AI division was there. I'm like, oh, artificial. Now, I think this is like three years ago. So artificial intelligence, I mean, not that it's not still in its infancy. It is. But like, this is one of the guys. And I'm like, Oh, I'm going to get there early. Matt, maybe 20 people. Wow. Meanwhile, down the hall, the yes, you can session was going one that you already knew what he said. Right. You like you read the book and it was the hooray session, which, you know, and this is one time, like sometimes I get a flack for, so I, I've had some really really close people to me. You know, one time I had made a, a comment and they're like, I can't believe you're making fun of this guy. And she said somebody specific. I'm like, huh? And I was like, Oh, I gave a vague generality that I was like, I'm over the, you know, blank and blank. And this person that she was thinking of, she thought I was like accosting him. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I need to be careful with what I say. And then this is where she blew my mind. She's like, Don, sometimes people like, some teachers are just down and they want that emotional moment. And even though they know that, you know, do what's best for kids and love them as hard as you can, or, or was that Ted talk? Every kid needs a champion. Right. I mean, we all know that we all know that, mm-hmm. but it's good to hear, uh, you know? It's, yeah, it is. I think, I think um, we, people have a desire to be encouraged that's undeniable in us i mean you think about how many bad days have you had this year right and then you can you compare those to the good days or yeah. how, many, how many stressful days have you had and then you know you get a chance to go somewhere that's probably not in your city or even if you go to a conference in your city i, I 
a part of me wants to be able to relax and enjoy just the scenery without being in the presence of students so much. And I think the, the undeniable desire within just people that need to be encouraged, because if we're honest, schools do a very good job of breaking teachers down, not by willful intention in a lot of cases, but if, you know, if I'm in a classroom and let's say the teacher next door has computers and I desire computers and I don't have them, it's not in the fault of that teacher. I don't have computers, so no, I can't teach with computers. Or if I don't have adequate space and just all of the little things that people go through on a yearly basis in schools, and then I get somewhere and then the, the, the reality or the perception is, man, it can't be like this everywhere I go. So then I think, well, when I, well, not think, when I actually get out around some people and they say, hey, it's not all bad, that piece or that little bit of acceptance or being around people who are dedicated to their craft, it gives you the inspiration to put your shoes on one more year and get back into that classroom and deal with Teddy and Tyrone maybe cursing you out or struggling with getting students to turn in their homework or dealing with the upset parent. I want to know how, how you deal with upset parents because truthfully, a lot of those conferences, the learning doesn't come in the sessions. It comes from people that you meet. Yeah, well, I, and actually very few times will I name names uh, unless people give me explicit um, direction, but I, there, uh, and actually he's a friend, so a friend of mine, Noah, uh, put out on Twitter, he's like, well, hey, first of all, uh, like, let's acknowledge the fact that too many educators that are privileged to go to conferences usually are the same people. Mm-hmm. And he says, you know, sometimes He's like, like some of us roll our eyes and go, oh no, not another session on why teachers should get on Twitter. Mm-hmm. No, I, I, that, those, are, those are becoming very common. But mm-hmm. as Noah would point out, those are common to the people that have gone to four conferences this year. Mm-hmm. To that one English teacher who has just been just, it's her turn mm-hmm. to go to this year's conference. That teachers get on Twitter thing is brand new. And, and I think that's when I really started taking a notice. And this is why I threw it out as a question and not to be snarky anymore. Yeah. Two years ago, I was snarky. Now I'm starting to, I, like, I, I like people like Noah bringing that up. I like people like this other female who knows who she is, who called me. And she's like, you're coming across as a jerk, Don. When I started to back up and go, okay, wait a second. There is something here. Because it is that healthy balance. Well, it should be a healthy balance mm-hmm. of edutainment and data. Like I, 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 you know, at the conference I was at last week, um, there were some really impressive researchers there. Now I hate to say this, you know what it's, you know what's not inspiring and and all encompassing and really don't entertaining. Say don't say, <laughs> don't say, don't say okay. the D word. <laughs> okay, uh, but see, you like it more. So I mean, I was listening to some of these guys. I'm like, dang, that's cool. Yeah, they, they had me going. But w- what doesn't put people in seats? Talking about data. But it's needed. Man, is it needed. Oh, yeah. And, and, and so I was even like, 
okay, more people need to be at this session. But at the same time, like, again, if you come there to get a shot in the arm, you're going to, you know, there's, there's a lot of sessions, you get it. Or even like you were saying, like teachers sharing their worst moments so they can now share their best. I love that. I love it. And, and I just, I just wish there were though a healthy balance and people went there also for the healthy balance. You, you want shot in the arm. Great. Just make sure that next session is you know, maybe that, <laughs> that, that cool new approach that has been done in a research lab in Phoenix, Arizona kind of thing. Right. And I think, I think it really comes down to also walking worthy of the vocation that, you know, you've chosen to be as a teacher. Um, some of that is going to these conferences to hone your craft, you know, iron sharpest iron. I, I mean, I met you effectively at a training had I not signed up and, and went to it. Cause we had to sign up to be there. I wouldn't have met you. Um, we wouldn't be doing this, this podcast. So there, there's a lot of things that come from that, but even outside of that, I think you hit on it a little bit. It's the inspiration piece. Um, yeah. I think teaching is one of the jobs in the world that requires inspiration. Because like I mentioned before, there are a lot of low moments um, that an individual will go through as a teacher. Now, if you're not a teacher or you've never taught before, it's easy to say, well, you know, really what do teachers go through? It, the, the perception of teaching um, seems very simple in nature, but, you know, your average teacher, you know, goes through a lot. So when I say that there's an absolute necessity to be inspired, there's an absolute necessity. Like, I I don't think, I don't think you can last too long without having someone tell you, yes, you can, you can do better. Um, I mean, every great sports team, um, you know, they have that one guy in the locker room that can get them going. And if they don't, they'll go they'll go get a guy who can't play as well right but can have what they call a locker room presence have you ever heard of that on ESPN of course course. they go get they go get the guy with the locker room presence who can say things that other people can't say so people hire people just to tell people Yes, you can, or you wouldn't have your motivation. Vince, Vince Carter is still in the NBA. You know what I mean? Yeah. For, from everything I understand is because he's a, he's a locker room guy now. He is like, look, I've been to a lot of teams and a lot of games. Yes, you can. So, yeah, that's a good point. I've been playing 20-something. Yeah, I've been playing before you were born. So, yeah, you can. You can be like me if you want to. <laughs> One day you can get a check just to play a little bit and, you know, yeah. you know no shade to Vince Carter. But. It's true. You you have to have those individuals. Now, go to a conference and you have all of these people. And I think one thing, and, you know, I touched on like people like Ashton Kutcher or, you know, famous people or country singers teaching at these uh, conferences. Yeah. But there's a but there's a there's a need for teachers to understand the interconnectedness mm. of the world. And when these people speak, they speak from a point. Now, listen, I may not, I may not want to have a country singer tell me about teaching, but you can tell me a lot about what it takes to be successful if you're successful. Uh, 
Amen. Right. You Amen. can tell me a lot about a lot of things in life, how to close a deal. You can you can tell there's so much that you can actually teach me. And I think part of part of these conferences is what's my disposition to learn? Because if you go there and you want to learn, you will learn so much. And then some things, Don, cannot be taught. Some things have to be caught. So you have to get around people and you have to learn their their nonverbal expressions. You have to understand the the un, unwritten languages. Um, there's a guy um, called, I believe his name is Chris Everett. Uh and he, uh, he was, I, I believe so. I don't yeah. know where he's from. No, I know Chris real well. Chris Everett. Uh, yeah. He's he, he, he's a, a linguist, but he was also a missionary, right? And he went to um, to uh, I guess a, one of Amazonian culture to learn their language called the Pirawa, right? Mm. Um, when he tried to learn it at a distance, right. Um, he couldn't figure out because they have different rules for language. It wasn't until he integrated himself on hunts and integrated himself um, when they went out to gather things and, and actually acted like those people that he truly understood a language that was effectively not known to anyone outside of that culture because it, it was, I guess, they had cut themselves off or isolated themselves so much. So what I'm saying is there are certain things that you you can't simply just learn by, you know, by way of your mind. You have to actually learn by being around and immersing yourself in someone else's space. So when you go to these places and you get a chance to meet people and you get a chance to learn their language from where they at, because the way we do school in Florida is a lot different than the way you do school in Indiana. Like I remember you told me about balanced scheduling. Like at my school, Lord willing, one day we'll have balanced scheduling, but I would have never learned that or understood that had I not been around you. Yeah. Well, I think that's, that's the last point I'm going to make. The other, the other thing I, I love about conferences and also some of the, and at the very same breath, some of the things I hate about conferences is people are like, oh my gosh, that's a, and by the way, I'm not placing any blame. But it's kind of like that last night at church camp. You're all full of emotion. The world seems great. And then you go home. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, you like just the daily grind wears on you. You go back into the same routine. And some of those glorious notes you took stay in that tote bag. And, uh, you know, and, and again, I, like, I understand why. You know, you return all of a sudden, like, all those hopes and dreams uh, you know, all those different ideas, man, like, it's just, it's a really, it's a, it's a great lucky situation if all of a sudden you can implement it. But a lot of times we get back in and we get in too big of a hurry. But. So I have a, I have a question for those listening for you. What are some practical ways to not leave those things in your tote bag or your, or your bag, whatever bag you brought, but to practically implement some of those things? Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Yeah. Like and, and yeah, and how do you hold yourself to it as soon as you get back? Yeah, even if it's one thing, how it's a good question. How do how do you implement at least one thing? Or a challenge to everyone, just implement one thing. There you go. Take it and say this one thing when I leave. So when you go to conferences, just one thing. One thing that I could take away from this conference this year 
or this month that I'm going right back to my school. And as soon as I get there, I'm going to impact students by doing this. Yeah. Well, there it is, guys. Matter of fact, Jamal would like to hear from you. Uh, you can you can leave a comment on our Facebook page, start at up, uh, facebook.com slash start it up. You can always email Jamal, Jamal at start ed up innovation.com or myself, Don at start ed up innovation.com there. Guys, we do this every Friday. We love it when you guys give us feedback. Uh, if you want us to mention some of your comments on the show, please be explicit in that and then we can. But other than that, Jamal, as always, you've got a perspective that it must be caught, never taught. You've always got something that makes me go, hmm, that's a good point. Good point. All right. Well, until then, we will see you guys next Friday. Uh, we appreciate it so much that you guys are spreading the word. As sincerely, sincerely from the bottom of my heart, uh, Jamal and I appreciate it more than you know. So, Absolutely. good enough for Jamal Crook and Don Wetrick. This is uh, nah, let me spread that again. So, for Jamal Crook and myself, Don Wetrick, this is damn it, I just did it again. <clears throat> so, Jamal, send us out. All right, so, hey, you guys, Jamal Cruz and Don Wetrick, we are reminding you that opportunities are everywhere. Thanks. We'll see you.